you don't have to almost die to listen to your gut and to not go through with things that you know that you shouldn't because really how stubborn I was like it took that something that profound for me to just make such big changes when I knew it was the right thing from the very beginning. Listening to the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast, the exploration of life fully optimized with Megan Hotman. Hey, Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast listeners, welcome back. Today's episode is brought to you by Champion System Custom Cycling, Running, and Triathlon Apparel. Their website is champ sis.com, C H A M P S Y S.com. Why do I love Champion System and why is it the cycling and triathlon gear that I use? Well, for starters, the chamois in the shorts are amazing. I wore my Champion System bibs for the Dirty Kanza back in June. That's right, 206 miles and about 16 hours in the saddle and I didn't have a single issue. In addition, their gear is really, really awesome. It's lightweight, zippers are great, seams are great. As I mentioned, the chamois is great. I love their cycling gear, but also their triathlon and their running gear. And I've worked with them for several different custom kits that I've designed. Their art department is really, really easy to work with. And their production time frame is actually among the shortest in the industry. It's about four to six weeks from design submission until your goodies are on your doorstep. Not only that, but the folks behind Champion System are some of the people that have been with me since the beginning of my cycling career, and they are based in my home state of Nebraska. So you are in good hands if you do your business with Champion System. I can't recommend them enough. Visit their website at champ-sys.com and tell them that Megan at Maximum Enthusiasm sent you. Welcome back, friends. This episode is really, really cool. It's going to blow your mind. I was introduced to Allison Kirk through my former uh, podcast guest, Lance Enholm. They hiked some 14ers together, and he told me a bit about her story, and she's um, one of only two women, I believe, and one of only seven people total who have hiked everything in Colorado over 12,000 feet. It's very common to hike 14ers, as they're known, the peaks that are over 14,000 feet. She then tackled the 13,000 peaks and the 12,000 peaks. And I thought I was going to be interviewing someone who came from this background of extreme sport and outdoor and recreation. I figured she would have been a hiker and a climber her whole life. And what a surprise. Her story was the exact opposite. This is truly a story of redemption and resurrection and reinvention, frankly. You will hear from Allison that she had no outdoor experience as a child. She grew up in a pretty tumultuous household and struggled with drugs and alcohol as a young adult and adult. She changed her life. She changed her physique, her physical and mental health. She married someone that she shouldn't have, and she described her life as fine. And the way that Allison talks about the word fine, it's as if it's a curse word. Um, And remarkably, she decided not to settle for a life of fine. And that was my biggest takeaway from this interview is if you are saying you are fine, there's a problem. 
and it's worth evaluation, it's worth investigation and introspection. She made so many changes, and many of them were very scary, bold changes, changing her job, changing her friends, changing her marriage. She ended up on a mountain in a very dire situation, which I'll let her tell you about, and it changed everything for her. And just like with my previous guest, Jeff Phelps, who also had a near-death experience, um, I guess one of my other takeaways is that we shouldn't need that type of experience to wake us up. And so today's podcast, listeners, is your wake-up call. I want you to hear these words from Allison Kirk. Um, I want you to let them settle on your heart. I want you to ask yourself, is my life fine? And if it is, make some changes. We have this one solid, single life to live, and it's too short to waste. Um, I'll also post some information on the website with respect to Allison's achievements, and she's got a book coming out at the beginning of the year. I'll post the cover of that book and give you some instructions on where you can find it. It's pretty doggone cool. Again, I was blown away by this interview, and I think you will be too. So enjoy my interview with guest Allison Kirk. Uh, my guest today is Allison Kirk. Allison, about a year ago, it looks like, completed her goal of summiting all of the 13ers, 14ers, and 12ers here in Colorado. Is that right? That is right. In fact, um, the article I'm, I'm looking at says it was done right about this time last year, September. Yeah, I think we had the, the finisher hike was, I believe, next weekend, a year ago. Very cool. And you are the only, only the second woman that has accomplished this feat. Is that right? That's correct. That is so exciting. I am in so much awe of you. I can only imagine what that must have taken. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what prompts someone to take on such a goal and then how you, how you fit that into your life? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it really just comes from from everything from my childhood and just a lot of struggles and um, be finding mountains and a passion and getting super excited and kind of obsessed and following through with a goal. And if you're willing to share, what were some of those struggles that, that led the way or paved the way for this becoming a goal of yours? Well, um, in a, in a nutshell, I, uh, I, I'm a Colorado native and I, I grew up in Aurora, Colorado and I didn't come from a super, um, stable childhood or stable family. And I had a lot of, um, physical and emotional and mental abuse growing up and my my parents were alcoholics and we, ne we never went to the mountains. We, um, never did anything like that. And in my teenage years, I, I got into drinking and drugs and really put pushed athletics aside. And I loved to party and, mm -hmm. I was a good athlete and I just let the drinking and the drugs and the party and life consume me. And I got really large. Um, I'm six foot tall and my average weight in high school was probably about one forty-five. 
end it my in my late teens I I probably hit 230 and wow. so I was about 80 to 85 pounds overweight and I just hit rock bottom with the drinking and the drugs and the partying and I knew it was going to kill me if if I didn't stop or I didn't change and after one really bad night of um, partying I took a drive to the mountains and didn't know where I was going didn't know what I was doing but it was just it was a kind of a transcending experience and I just was like I you know I need to change my life and so that drive I started changing my life and I quit my job basically quit all my friends because I knew I had to have new friends that sure. were into the, the partying and the drinking and and I hit the treadmill. I, I started going to the gym, and it was like a half a mile at a time that I could barely get that done because I, I used to smoke so much. Sure. I smoked smoked a lot of cigarettes, and um, so I was I quit smoking and started about a half a mile a day, and that half a mile turned into a mile. And that mile turned into five miles. And this is like over a year at, at the gym. I'm, I've dropped some significant weight. Um, I changed my job. I changed my friends. I'm like finding myself. And somebody asked me to run a half marathon with them. And I didn't even know what that was. But I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so I go do that. And it was fabulous because there's all these people there cheering for you. And, you know, I found that runner's high and that was really cool. And then I, um, I'm like, well, I have to run a full. So <laughs> I, I signed up for that and that was like double runner's high, you know? Right. And <laughs> at the same time I'm doing this, somebody asked me to hike a 14er with them. And I'm like, what is that? Cause I, you know, Colorado native, I don't know what a 14er is. Wow. Yeah. So I hiked this 14er and I am like, wow, this is some of the coolest stuff I have ever done. Wow. I've got to do like, tell me more. Tell me about this stuff. Somebody tells me about Jerry Roach's 14er guidebook that you have to get. So I get this book and then I'm just consuming these 14ers. Like I love it. Wow. Yeah. So I, I finished, I hiked the 14ers and that in the next few years, it was like just life changing with these accomplishing all these peaks. And I, I meet my first husband on the summit of a mountain and I meet all these new friends and I meet just this whole awesome different life. I didn't even know existed. That's incredible, Allison. That is a really, a, I would say, you know, just from what I, the research I had done, that is not the story I expected you to tell. And I, I'm sure that you hear that often, that someone who takes on a goal like this, you just assume that they come from this athletic background and grew up outside and doing outdoor stuff. And I just think that makes your story even that much more powerful, that you completely changed your life and basically picked up this new habit and then you took it all the way. I mean, further than anyone really else has. You're the second woman only to ever do this. Um, how many 14ers in were you when you made the decision to try and go for all of the peaks over 12,000 feet, which is a very short list of right. people, of people. It's a long list of peaks. It's a short list of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the story gets a little more interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm doing all the 14ers and I meet my first husband and he's not my husband at the time and he's hiking them all. And so we're hiking them together and we finish them and I'm like, I want to do, you know, what kind of other peaks are in the state? Cause I'm kind of ignorant and I'm like, well, let me get Jerry Roach's 13er book. And it's like, a, <laughs> you know, a handful, it's like a handful of 13ers. So I'm hiking those and I'm like, oh, I can't do some of these are technical. I don't know how to do that stuff. So I'm just doing what I can. And I'm with my, and, and this isn't like a five year time frame. I get married to this guy named Josh and Josh was fine. I'm sure a lot of people have been in relationships where they're just, they're comfortable and they probably know that this isn't like the one, like, it's not like their soulmate, but they're yep. comfortable and yep. that their partner's fine. Right. Yep. And that's kind of where I was and everybody was pressuring us to get married. So we eventually just get married and I knew in my gut, it wasn't the right decision and did it anyway. Because sometimes in life we do things we don't, you know, we regret. Sure. So I had a really rough year in 2012. And um, after I quit all my, my drinking and drugs and smoking cigarettes and I, I lost weight and got healthy, I kind of got developed an eating disorder because I got really thin. Sure. So in, in about a year and a half, I went from 280 um, down to 115. Oh boy. That's six norm, foot tall. Oh you know, boy. <laughs> so six foot tall and 115, I'm pretty thin. Yeah. And I think it kind of went with getting married to somebody I, I knew I wasn't like deeply madly in love with. And I just didn't, I had fears of being fat again and just a lot of I didn't know how to deal with emotions. I used to deal with emotions through drinking and drugs. Sure. And now I'm like, I need an eating disorder. I need something I can control. Sure. Makes perfect sense. Right. So I'm still climbing mountains, but I've, I've got this eating disorder now and a kind of a marriage that I'm not super stoked about. So in 2012, I, uh, I lost a dear friend of mine in an ice climbing accident and I got super depressed about it. And his accident was in November and my accident was in February, and I was just climbing a 13er. I I climbed in the winter multiple times, and I um I fell and I fell pretty hard, and I broke my femur. Oh wow! Yeah. Hey, and I know all about you falling. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe your stuff. I'm like, and you keep getting up. I know exactly right. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got to do, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, so I, I break my femur, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I am, it's middle of February. I'm at 12,000 feet. I break my femur. Oh my I know gosh. there's a bad storm moving in that night. I'm with my dog and my partner. And my chances of living are pretty slim. Wow. So... You know, what would you do if you were probably going to die and you can't move, but all you can do is sit there and think? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's some pretty intense stuff. So, yes. you know, I'm there for a good eight hours before Flight for Life finds me. And 
they're unable to rescue me because there's this really bad storm that's coming in and the winds are too bad and they just don't have the proper um, people or equipment they need to get me off the mountain. So, so they fly away and... Oh, that had to be a terrible feeling watching the, that helicopter take off. When the helicopter oh. takes off, I basically was like, just somebody, just take me out. Like, I'm done. Oh, you know, my. like, it was like, just sucked the life out of me. So I ended up waiting for the search and rescue ground team to get to my location. And that was at midnight in a whiteout blizzard. And it was, you know, I had the whole day. I just, I don't, you know, some people believe in God and some don't. And when you're in that kind of position, that's who I was talking to. And I'm like, God, if I make it through this, I am going to live authentically. I am going to get divorced. I'm going to find my true love. I'm going to do everything in life going forward for me and not to please other people, family, friends, anybody else, you know, cause you get one shot yeah. and I made all these promises to myself. If I lived, I was going to do these things. Wow. So then they, they rescue me and I live. So I'm like, you know, okay, now I, I got to do, do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the next year was just this whirlwind after my accident of just craziness and I end up getting divorced and within a month of getting divorced and everybody would, you know, that I got hell for this, but within a month from getting divorced, I meet John and John is my, my current husband, my soulmate, the love of my life. And John, you know, my accident was the reason why I met John and I was so thankful for it. And I just hope people listening know that like, you don't have to almost die to, listen to your gut and to not go through with things that you know that you shouldn't because really how stubborn I was like it took that something that profound for me to just make such big changes when I knew it was the right thing from the very beginning holy cow this is yeah. <laughs> such a story I mean it's so much more than I anticipated and this you are going to touch so and I'm sure you already have but Oh my gosh, this message that you're sharing is so powerful, Allison. Oh, thank you. Wow. Yeah, I I was hoping, you know, after reflecting on the accident that it, it could help somebody or <sighs> at some point, you know. It's incredible. You know, I want to back you up for one second because you, you mentioned it, you kind of glanced over it, but I f- suspect it was significant, which was that when you made all these health um, and lifestyle choices when you decided to kick all those bad habits. You also quit your job and changed your job, which is not a small decision. Um, what what prompted that as part of that overhaul of your life? Was your job also a situation that was um, tending to socialize with the wrong people? Oh, the job was my demise. It was oh. all my, you know, let's go out after work and sure. go to this happy hour. And it was all the people doing the things that I didn't want to do gotcha. anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it, that part of my change was one of the hardest parts I ever had because I had to learn, I had to get to know myself. And I didn't have any friends for a long time. Like quitting a job where most of your friends are at your work, like that was really hard for me. Oh, that'd be hard for anyone. And, and then right. there's the isolation of the fact that you're doing 
your life differently than those people are. So it was, you had a total evacuation of everyone and everything that you knew all at once. Exactly. So it's really scary. And a lot of people, um, avoid scary things. They avoid change because they fear the unknown. And I had done it for so long, but I just knew if I didn't stick with it, it was going to kill me eventually. Incredible. Wow. So then, so then I had my accident and I meet John, a month after my accident. And so John is, he has this website and it's called lists of John. And this website (laughs) has like 5,000 members throughout the U S and they're all mountain climbers. And this website is a huge tool for anybody climbing a mountain, any mountain they want to climb, how to climb it, where to go, what to do. It's like this, this great thing. And, so I meet John and I um I had no idea how many 13ers or 12ers were in the state of Colorado let alone did I have that as a goal to climb all of them. Right. So when I met John it was like I was a little schoolgirl with butterflies <laughs> in my stomach. <laughs> and oh. it was like feeling I've never had or maybe had when I was like a little kid and he felt the same way and it was just like two kids that you know like with a note saying like do you like me circle yes or no yes yes (laughs) and you know we had such similar past with drugs and alcohol his was almost identical to mine and his he was in a marriage he was unhappy in and you know, he had all that stuff going. So we, we hook up and it is like within two months we are living together. And in six, you know, six months we're engaged and in a year we're married and we are climbing mountains and we are just loving life. And for the next five years, John and I kind of went wild and pushed our limits and, Every weekend, almost year-round, whether we're snowshoeing or we're backpacking, we are climbing these peaks in Colorado. And then they just, God, they went so fast. Like, it makes me sad because we just, the adventure and the excitement of these areas that people have no idea that exist in Colorado. And we're on top of you know, literally hundreds of different mountains, just taking in the beauty and enjoying each other and just being athletes. Like that's what we did for about five years. And then we became the John, I think is the seventh person to climb all of the peaks above 12,000 feet. He finished a year earlier than me. And then I just wrapped it up last year that and that's so kind of amazing. my story and journey in a nutshell. Well, I want to focus on that last thing you touched on, and then I know I need to let you go, um, which is, you know, you made this your focus on weekends, and you really were doing, you know, some would say extreme, but I would define it as just, you know, exhilarating things every single weekend, things that people who sit at home and on their couch are completely missing. But my takeaway is that this was possible for you to pursue this dream of yours while also still probably having jobs and having life responsibilities, right? Oh, 
you believe it. So many people make up so many excuses why they can't do it. And I can't even tell you how hard this was. And it didn't happen overnight that we became this way. But in the past five years, I also became an ultra runner. And I've done 14 100-mile races to date. (laughs) And that has helped us achieve... um, we would get off of work at four on a Friday and we would literally drive eight hours to a trailhead. We wouldn't sleep and we would start our hike. And I mean, so we're doing things that aren't exactly normal or easy to do per se, but you made it happen. But we made it happen because we were so driven and so just obsessed with this goal. And it just, that's kind of how it went. And so when you find something that you love and you love it that much, you are willing to sacrifice sleep and to go to the extremes to make it happen. Well, and so then the question I want to ask you is if you had any advice to give listeners who are perhaps settling for a life that is less than, what what suggestions would you make based on your experience? Oh, when you settle, that's like... I mean, when I thought that when I saw my life with Josh and I had settled for the life of basically it would be titled fine. My life is fine. (laughs) I was like selling myself short and I didn't even want to live like it just wasn't the life that I wanted to live for was just a life of fine. And my advice is to listen to your heart and your gut. And when you know, you know, yep. In your gut, if you're doing the right thing or not. And it is so easy to just stick with the the things that don't scare you. Stick with what you know. Stay with the person that you just feel comfortable with. Because, well, oh, I can't get out of this mess because we have the same, you know, we're on the same mortgage and it would just get so ugly You know, there's like so many excuses you could make for why you couldn't do something and why you have to stay, but you're selling yourself short and life to me isn't worth living unless I'm living it authentically and I'm pursuing a passion. Wow. Powerfully said, Allison. Um, Wow. You know, my last question for you is, um, you know, what do you hope people remember you for at the end of your life? What is the legacy that you hope to leave? Well, that's a good one. Um, So John and I are pretty excited about this. And so we've been working, before we even knew each other, we were working on this goal. And then together we achieve it. And so when I say I didn't even know 10 years ago about how many 13ers or 12ers are in the state, but I was working on the 14ers. So that was part of the goal. And So for 10 years, we work on this goal and then we achieve it. Do you know how empty you feel when it's just done? It's like, well, I love the journey and the process of the goal, but the prize was achieved. And now it's like, now what? Right. So John and I ponder this and then we come up. Our, our last name is Kirk and we just came up with the Kirk project. Tell me more. If you can. (laughs) Well, in a nutshell, the Kirk Project, my vision is to inspire old people, young people, 
any person out there to get outside, to set some goals, and to see what they're capable of. And our our next goal is going to take probably ten years, and it's it's never been achieved. Oh wow! And we're going to try to climb the 2,122 peaks in the contiguous U.S. that are above 12,000 feet. Wow, that's amazing, Allison. So I want to start, we're going to, we're going to launch a website and we're going to post videos and I'm going to hopefully have like a little interactive forum. If people want to ask me about anything in Colorado or what's my favorite peaks or if they just, you know, just something as like a little message board that I just want to help people just get out of, I went through so much and I, I feel like it was for a reason, you know? That's amazing. Sometimes our trials, they do shape us to become who we are. You know, there's no question about that. Um, While you lurk, while you launch the Allison Kirk or the Kirk Project, as you called it, while that is being built and being released, what's the best way for someone to follow you or contact you if they want to talk to you more about this project that you're launching or even just to, to talk to you and get some inspiration? Absolutely. Um, I think the easiest thing is to find me on Facebook. Okay. Um, just at Allison D. Kirk, and my my spelling is A L Y S O N. Okay. Um, totally reach out to me there, and I I also um, I have a book that I wrote that's coming out January first. Oh, and wonderful! It's, it's mainly about my accident, and it's because the accident is really it's so powerful and I I really feel like it could, it could help touch and help change a lot of people's lives. So, um, what's that uh, book called? The book is called on my way up. Oh, wow. That's great. And can people um, find it on Amazon? Uh, basically order it now. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I'll do some big Facebook announcements when people can start pre-ordering it and maybe I can reach out to you and let you know too. And you can, I'd love to share that link on the website. And I also found your Instagram account, which I'll post if that's okay to our website too, because you've got some fantastic pictures of some of your hikes on there. Um, Yeah, that would be sweet. Allison, I have no doubt that what you're on to next is, is really going to change lives. And I'm sorry that you had to go through the things that you did. Um, you know, we, we talked in 26 minutes of what has taken you your lifetime to process, and that's there's a lot there. But I look forward to catching up with you on a second episode and seeing where you've gone with this. And thank you so much for sharing your story with people because we the podcast is designed to sort of help people wake up to the fact that we get this one life. And to your point earlier, you don't need to be on the brink of death to take ownership of it and change your course. And so, you know, your advice is just so powerful. Um, it's, it's, it's magic. It really is. Oh, that's, I, I love hearing that. Oh. And I love what you're doing. It's, I feel the same way of, about everything you just said, as far as what I'm doing. And it, I think it's as many of us that can get the message out there in different ways yes. that people relate to, you know, it's like that one person will hear the story that relates so much that that's all they needed to hear to go through with something that will be monumental in their lives changing. Exactly. Exactly. 
Wow. Keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait to read your book and I can't wait to catch up with you in the next few months and see where you're at, Allison. Thank you again so much for your time today. Oh, thank you. And yeah, I look forward. We'll, We'll do it again. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Allison. Thank you for listening to Maximum Enthusiasm with Megan Hotman. Subscribe, check out our blog, and learn more at MaximumEnthusiasm.com.